Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is Freedom experience, experience in Christ. Praise the Lord and God bless you wherever you are. Thank you for again turning in to follow us wherever you are. God bless you. I'm Pastor Dennis Matov, other from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry, we love you. We believe that you are enjoying our ministry as we share the scriptures in Jesus' mighty name. Our desire is to see that you enjoy Christ. Our desire is to see that you experience Christ. Our desire is to see that you take Christ on your, as your daily portion, enjoying Him day by day, applying Him in everything, live out Christ and you see that you live by him, move in him, have your being in him. In other words, it's all about Christ. This is what we call experiencing Christ. This is what we call enjoying Christ. And this is the desire of God to see that we are filled with his son. We look like him, we appear to be like his very son. We, the more we eat him, the more we become him. The more we enjoy him, the more he is formed in us. Remember, Paul says that Christ must be revealed in us. If Christ must be formed in us. Christ must be magnified in us. Christ must be built up in us. So we have got to be rooted in him. That's why we always come back and take you into the scriptures, showing you how to enjoy Christ in every scripture. In every word that is written in the Bible, we see God is building materials whereby he wants us to use the scriptures to build ourselves as we prepare, as we are building the body of Christ, as we are building the, the uh, new Jerusalem. You see, we are becoming the temple of God. So we need to be built up. And he has given us enough material in the Bible uh, which we are to use, the building materials. And after we have built up ourselves, although we pass through hard times, they become fiery trials that will test our work that we have uh, we have pre we have brought before him so this is a life that is in the bible we're supposed to live as believers so even today we are going to see something that is going to be of benefit as we get more building materials from the scriptures so uh, i'm going to talk about what we call the christ the christianity's birthright the, the, the rather the the christianity's or the believers birthright or the christianity's birthright so 
That means that every Christian has got a birthright or every believer has got a birthright and we need to know and to know the meaning of a birthright. What does it mean when the Bible talks about the idea of the birthright? You discover that few Christians today understand this biblical idea that there is a birthright yet we see that the writers of both the Old Testament and the New Testament they are talking about this matter so much. They talk about the birthright. When you talk about the birthright, you just know that there is what to call an inheritance. You see? So, we believers, by virtue of our second birth, we are born again, as the scripture state. Uh, and number two, we are sons of God. We have become sons. We have been adopted. We are sons of God. And also, we participate in God's blessings. That means that every blessing that God has ever promised from the Old Testament to the New Testament we are going to participate, we are going to be partakers in God's blessings and we, we participate and as uh, God's blessing as our, as our spiritual birthright so what we call the spiritual birthright involves all God's blessings whatever he has said that is a promise to us whatever he has blessed us whatever he has prepared in his spirit becomes ours for our inheritance and this is our spiritual birthright in both this age you are to enjoy 100% and also in the next age which is life after death you are still going to enjoy your birthright now you find that it is a problem towards all most of the believers that even in this age they are not enjoying their, their spiritual blessings their God's blessings that he has given them uh, to use into their day to day life you see, after you have discovered these are spiritual blessings, the moment you enjoy them, automatically they will, up, they will manifest in the physical and you get the tangible blessing in your day-to-day -day life. That's how God does His things. So, when we, before we go into the scriptures, I want to remind you of this wonderful story that is in, always mentioned in Luke 15, whereby the, the two brothers, the, the man had two sons, one the older and the, the, the younger. Remember the youngest came to the father and told me, give me my inheritance. Give me my birthright. I want to use it. I want to enjoy it. And we never see the, the, we never see the father complaining. We never see the father asking, why? Why do you want it? Why do you want it when I'm still alive? You see, we all know that for us to enjoy the inheritance of our fathers, the father needs to be dead. But in the matter of Christ, in the matter of God, He's a living father who wants us to enjoy his birthright, when, our birthright when he is also there with us. So he wants to enjoy it with us. The only mistake that the, the, this prodigal son did was that he wanted to enjoy the God's blessing minus God. And we see that a lot of believers do the same mistake. They want to enjoy God's blessing minus God, minus, uh, uh, without, they want to be outside the presence of God. Once they acquire their birthright, they think they can live out the, the, this God's blessing minus God, the giver of the blessing. That's why this one became now the prodigal son. But he was wise to ask for his birthright because he knew. He knew that if I'm a son, it doesn't matter whether I'm the second born. If I'm a son in this house, I partake of the inheritance of my father. You see, the same applies to our father today in heaven. It doesn't, it's not working like these physical earthly fathers whereby the elder is the one to take this. All believers in Christ have got birthrights. And this is what I've come to talk about 
so that you utilize what you have received in the name of Jesus. So we see that uh, we have received it and it is ours. Our birthright as Christian is to inherit all that God is in Christ. You see, God was pleased to see that everything he, uh, that he is, he put it in, into Christ. Christ became the embodiment of everything that God has. You see, the scripture says that it pleased the Father to have all the fullness dwell in Christ. So even, even uh, the riches were put in Christ. Everything was as inheritance he put in his son. So our birthright as Christian is to do our best to see that we inherit. We inherit all that God is, God is in Christ. That's why Apostle Paul told us that Christ himself is our allotted inheritance. When you see Colossians 1.12, you see that it talks about we becoming partakers. We qualify. The Bible says we qualify to share in the inheritance that Christ has got. The Bible says he has made us to be meet. He has made us to meet to be partakers of the divine the inheritance in the light. So the moment we come in the kingdom of light, we find that there is an inheritance as our birthright and Jesus has qualified us to share it with us. He shares his riches with us because we are brothers and sisters. We are brothers in the house of God. Okay? So when you come to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 14, the Bible says, uh, it says that, but uh, Ephesians 1, 14, it says that, which is in the earnest of our inheritance, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Now that is in order for us to, to, to qualify, he has given us the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says in verse 13. It says that, In whom you also trusted after that you had the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you have believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And because we have sealed the spirit, now we partake, we, be, we qualify to, to, to share. In, as uh, the Holy Spirit be, begins to come in as an inheritance to cause us to enjoy whatever is in Christ. So, uh, here we see that we are heirs of God. We are heirs of God and uh, we are qualifying to share in the allotment. Romans 8, 17, remember, tells us, tells us that we are heirs. If we are heirs, we are co-heir with Christ. In other words, the moment we become heirs, then we qualify to share. The Bible says in Romans, I read for you some scriptures. 8. Romans 8, verses, verses 17. It says that, um, and if children, okay, um, verse 16 says that, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and co-joint heirs with Christ. If so, that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So, we have been called and we are heirs, sharing with whatever Christ has received. And that we see that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenness 
in Christ. That is Ephesians 1.3. So when we talk about the birthright promised to God's people, uh, we see that it is in three aspects. It is in three aspects. That is, it is in the, in the image, in dominion, and participation in God's kingdom. These are three aspects where we, we, uh, we see the, the, the birthright which is promised to God's people is seen in three ways, three aspects. In image, in dominion, and participation in God's kingdom. So God's central intention in creating man is to is that man would bear his image to express him. That is Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in, in our own image that they may have a dominion to do this and that. So you see that of the blessings he blesses us, he first blesses us with the, uh, the image, to be in his image so that we may do something for him so that we may express him the world must know who God is and the world knows God through us the believers now we remember that because of Adam's fall man completely failed to express God from the fall of Adam man has been expressing Satan he has been expressing Satan and God has not been expressed until Christ came as the another image and now he has given back our image he has given us back the image you see so Christ came to fully declare the unseen God the unseen God he came to show us that God is unseen the Bible says in John John 1:18 when you read John 1:18 you see that uh, it says that when Jesus came in verses 18 he says no man has seen God at any time the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. He came to show us God, the unseen God, and also to be the image of the invisible God. Because we had lost an image, He had to first come back to first become an image of the invisible God, so that to become the image of the, of Christ, who is now invisible. So you see that in Colossians one fifteen. The Bible mentions and says that who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. So, we see that Christ came to bring us back to reveal God to us and to show us that he is the image of the invisible God. And through regeneration, we, we again begin to gain the divine life to become sons of God. And when we leave Christ, we live out Christ and magnify Christ. As Philippians says, I like to read for you scriptures because I know most of us, either we are using our tablets and we are moving, we are driving, we are at home. You're not near your Bible. So sometimes I com I'm compelled to read for you the verses so that you get a pic the, the picture that we are seeing. Now, Philippians says in 120, Philippians 120, and 21 the bible says that um, that um, according to my honest expectation and my hope that in nothing i shall be ashamed but that will all with all boldness as always so now also christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be by life or by death 
He says, for to me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. So this is Paul. He, he wants us to magnify Christ. Meaning that we have received the image. Okay? So, we fulfill God's intention. He has an intention of us becoming His image. So, we fulfill His intention and desire to have His image expressed through man. So, even today, He wants us to express Him. He wants us to show the world that we have received Christ. Amen. So, I hope that you have received that portion in the right way. So, we have got to see that Christ, who is God's image, lives again. He lives again. He lives again through us, the members of his body. He's living even today. He's, when I speak, he's speaking. You must, when you look at me, at me, you must look and see Christ. Amen? So, our birthright as Christians is to inherit all that God is in Christ. So this means that we, we are to look into the scriptures and see all that which is, uh, or whatever is included in the scriptures concerning Christ. So, once we have that, we are going to see that the second aspect of the birthright uh, is concerning man is having dominion. And God's intention is for man to have dominion, to subdue every negative thing on earth and exercise God's authority. Remember in Genesis 1.26, it says, let us make man in our own image. The first assignment is that after them having our own image, then let them have dominion. So, once a person has got the image of Christ, then the next thing is to have dominion. To, to subdue every negative thing which, which, the, which is in the earth and to exercise God's authority. You see, in the Genesis, the book of Genesis, instead of Adam uh, subduing uh, Satan, he was subdued by Satan. He was subdued by Satan Jesus comes in and fulfills God's intention of subduing Satan. He defeats the enemy Satan and in his ascension when he was going back, he says everything was subjected under his feet. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22, it says that all things are now, they are now subjected under his feet. He's in control. It says, in whom he also abuted up. Uh, no, it's supposed to be Ephesians 1.22. It says that, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So his dominion and his sub, uh, subduing was is going also to benefit the church, which is his body. So our birthright as New Testament believers is to experience Christ's subduing power and to participate in Christ's dominion even today. That's why he gives us his power. He says, I've, Behold, I give you power. Go and cast out devils on my behalf. In my name, go and heal. He gives us that power to participate in, in what? 
in, in the dominion that he has received. He wants us to take it as our birthright still. Most of us when we talk about inheritance birthright, the first thing that comes in our mind, physical things like money, wealth, land, what. But Christ is not like that. God is a spirit. He cannot first give you physical things before you attain spiritual things. So we are talking about dominion as the second birthright to subdue, to have to exercise the authority which is in Christ. So in Christ we enjoy everything by subjected uh, rather we, in Christ we enjoy everything uh, being subjected under the Lord's feet. Whatever is subjected under the Lord and under the Lord's feet we are going to enjoy. Remember everything has been subjected under God's feet. So we are going to only enjoy. So by our receiving the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness, we may also reign over all things in Christ. Just look at Romans chapter 5. The Bible mentions that we've got to reign with him, to reign with Christ. Romans 5.17, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So, by Jesus Christ, we are now given the grace to reign in this life over all things in the name of Jesus. To exercise God's authority. Amen. So the third aspect we see of this uh, God's blessing, God's birthright that we receive is, is our participation in God's kingdom. We know we have the image now. We have the dominion. We subdue. Now we need to participate in God's kingdom. Now this includes the church life as the kingdom of God in the present age because in the present age, the church life is the kingdom of God. When you read Romans chapter 14, you will see that uh, in verses 17, Paul is telling us the kingdom of God. He says that, Romans 14, verses 17, he says that, uh, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. These things we have received as the church. Where there is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is there. So, the kingdom, the kingdom is full, full, full manifestation. When we see that the kingdom is full, full manifestation, uh, in the coming millennium, we will see everything. But now we still have part of the kingdom in the, this present age, which is uh, the church life. And God wants us to participate in the church life, do something in the church. As you are participating in the kingdom, then you will see the full manifestation in the coming millennium. That is in Revelation chapter 20, verses 6. We are going to see the full manifestation of God's kingdom. Uh, in Revelation 20, verses 16, the Bible says, uh, verse 6, says that, 
blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on such the second death has no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years so here we see that the people that are going to resurrect and they are overcomers they are going to reign with him 1000 years this is what we call the millennial kingdom so we are going to see and to participate as priests and kings in this millennial kingdom that the bible is talking about but today we are enjoying the the kingdom's righteousness we are enjoying the kingdom's peace we are enjoying the kingdom's joy whenever we gather for fellowship as the body of Christ and those people that don't gather they are not participating in the kingdom they are not sharing in the birthright of participating in God's kingdom whenever you don't fellowship you don't enjoy righteousness you don't enjoy peace you don't enjoy joy so whenever we, we, we gather in the Holy Spirit there is fellowship as the body of Christ so then we see that in the next age that is after we have left the earth uh, the victorious believers who have valued their birthright on earth in this age they will reign with Christ as the for a thousand years you see when we talk about valuing the birthright I'll take you back to Esau Esau undermined and undervalued his birthright and he sold it and we have seen out of believers they are doing so so we see that uh, when we overcome we are going to reign with him a thousand years this is kingdom participation and this kingdom participation is both our birthright today and it's going to be a marvelous a marvelous coming reward for the overcomers so as i finish i want to show you that the bible warns us just like they warned uh, 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 we are warned by the warning of Esau 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 we see that in his folly of uh, undervaluing he undervalued undermined he minimized the birthright and he sold it cheaply to Jacob his brother remember the story in Genesis when he came back when he was angry furnished with hunger because of one meal he sold the birthright that's why the bible comes back in hebrews chapter 12 and shows us what happened and the effect that it brought the bible says in hebrews 12:16 that lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright now that he calls these ones they are uh, they are profane people when a person fornicates he sells the birthright because he said lest there be any fornicator there are some small things we do that takes little time minutes hours but they sell an everlasting birthright whereby we sell it off we don't participate we don't enjoy it anymore so he says that Esau Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright so we have out of believers today they have minimized their birthright their spiritual life their Christian life 
what they are in Christ and they are living a reckless life there, misusing their bodies, misusing themselves in fornication, adultery, doing things that are not allowed in the church. In that way, they are selling off their birthright. They cannot reign with Christ. So we, the New Testament believers, must treasure our birthright by refusing any worldly or sinful pleasure that robs us of our enjoyment of Christ. There are those pleasures that rob us of our enjoyment. Whereby you stop enjoying Christ the moment you indulge yourself in those things. The moment you, you go and practice and do those things, the enjoyment of Christ ceases. Now to those who treasure their birthright, the world is shallow enticements cannot compare with the having Christ expressed through us, reigning in us, and corporately enjoyed by us as the church, his kingdom. We are always going to stand and see that we overcome in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. I want to stop here. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, all from Kampala, Uganda. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you have been blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Please visit our website for previous uh, messages and devotions. And also, you feel like you want to be a blessing to us, you hit the donate button. God bless you. Bye-bye. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Ministry presents the Experience Christ Teachings with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Listen every day from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. and repeated still every day from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. East African time. Tune in that you may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth and experience the fullness of Christ, who is your life, light, grace in every part of your being. Don't forget, every day from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. and from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. East African time. To listen to previous messages, please visit our website www.thefreedomexpressministry.org. Be blessed.